and we're and we're rolling folks we are going and i am not mentally prepared <laughs> we need Ooh. to chug this on the on the topic we're gonna chat about tonight Oy. um yeah i haven't switched gears i came straight from a client's house and i'm hot and tired and i grilled for the past three hours outside in the 105 oh, degree and it was index. muggy it today was awful 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 so here I am trying to get this shandy <laughs> down so I can so calm. the words can come out so the words can come out and not just my tiredness <laughs> uh, we're not drinking wine again tonight because it's too damn hot it to is. drink wine it's 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 just gross you, this hit the spot actually I drank chilled rosé at a concert the other night was it fro- like the frozen it wasn't frozen but okay. we we went to this outdoor concert Mm -hmm. and the choices were red wine or like a chardonnay or rosé which Mm. i don't drink either of those rosé is actually pretty good well it's so sweet but i drank an entire bottle todd had like half a glass (laughs) oh he was happy to take you home that night because i was so hot and i just kept drinking it like it was water (laughs) I'll tell you, I had a little bit of frosé. What's frosé? Okay, it's frozen rosé. It was at a, I it. was shooting at a wedding, and it was one of the signature drinks of my bride. So and is it like granita? Like frozen like that? Like a slushy? Yeah. Ooh. I got some before, like right at the end of the night. I had Brent get me a couple servings, and I put it in my tumbler, and I still have some in my freezer. Nice. But um, it was, it was like delicious it was frozen it was like slushy style rosé but then they also put vodka in it whoa yeah that's why i didn't have mine until after i was done shooting the wedding dangerous (laughs) but it was a hit and it was perfect because it was an outside wedding for the evening and it was Mm -hmm. in june and it was beautiful but that went down easy too it did it -hmm. did i had to but i did put the rest of it in my freezer and i've still got some nice just like eating it with a spoon now oh like a treat it did they put vodka in it so it wouldn't freeze hard i don't know because they definitely put it in two different like it was two different things that were swirling it so they took a little bit in one and a little bit in the other i need to i need to try that it was bomb sounds good nobody says bomb what's wrong with me um well tonight anyway we're drinking a grapefruit shandy yeah. Um, I cannot pronounce the name of this. Can you pronounce that? You're better at that kind of stuff than I am. Uh, Kugel. <laughs> like that? <laughs> yes, I was hoping you would do that. Um, that's what we're drinking because it's hot and I didn't want wine. And here we are. Cheers. Cheers, Amanda. Welcome, everybody, to the Lady Bits Podcast. Yes, welcome. Here we are. We weren't supposed to record tonight. We're panic recording. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. We were like, well, you know, sometimes we have conversations. Most of the time, I think we have conversations that we really enjoy and it's awesome and it feels really, it feels good. We just had a couple that we both weren't vibing with. A couple of episodes. And yeah. so we are, we're slashing our cues. So we need to build it back up. <laughs> so this is a, um, not our usual recording night. And uh, so I, f- 
I I feel a little off, but I'm I feel like I'm getting there. Yeah, I'm getting there. And um, we're actually talking about a topic that we've discussed privately for a long time. Yeah, and are just now getting around to recording an episode about it. Well, it's not it's not light and fun. So I mean, those are it's it's definitely more serious thing. It's not about chin hair or sex. It could be the cause of your chin hair, or or your or, or your this, lack of better sex, or this could be because you have chin hair. Oh, you should and throw you that have terrible sex. You know what? Yeah, but at the same time, like. If somebody, if you're going through it because of your chin hair, you're better off. Anyway. You're better off with, yes, going through this that we're getting ready to talk about. Right. And we keep like building it up. So what <laughs> the hell are we going to talk about tonight? We're talking about divorce. Ew. Ew, for sure. Divorce. Um, it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But it is so reality for do a lot know, of people. Do you know growing up? I didn't know anybody that was divorced. Really? And all of my friends had parents that stayed together. Um, It was not a part of my world, really. Mm. When I was younger and then in high school, of course, when I went to college, that changed. My world kind of expanded. But until then, I, I don't remember really knowing anybody who had divorced parents. Oh, man. So it was... um kind of foreign to me that that people went through that at such a high rate at a at a you know the numbers and it's gotten worse over the years for sure that the percentage of people dealing with divorce is is growing unfortunately um and and we've talked about before that i'm divorced and remarried and so i have a little bit of experience with it and I mean, it wasn't my plan. It's nobody's plan. Right. To get married and then find themselves in divorce court. Um, but a lot of people do. And so I think it's a big, a big, hairy, important, awful, but necessary topic to tackle. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially like, especially when kids get involved mm-hmm. too. Um, I am a child of a divorce. Mm-hmm. Well, not from the divorce. I mean, my parents got divorced when they when I was pretty young. I think I was five yeah. when it was finalized. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, there have been several divorces like within my family, and I know I just know a lot of people that you know haven't made it. Mm-hmm. So, but as a kid who grew up like going to visit you know my real dad and then being home and having two different worlds and two different parenting techniques like it's it's a it's important I think to to address it mm-hmm. um like I guess the the hardness of it but also like the things that are important to consider if you find yourself in that position right the other thing is um you know, when I was going through it, I didn't, I didn't have a frame of reference for it. Right. And so I assumed that people got divorced the way my ex-husband and I did. You know, it was hard, but we chose to be civil, to be kind, 
to do it thoughtfully, to understand that we had kids together. And I found out that that's not how the majority of people go through a divorce. It is nasty. It's hateful. It rips you apart. And while I experienced that emotionally because my marriage did rip apart, um, the level of hate and anger that people feel and express to each other during a divorce was, I, I didn't understand it. I, it was a shock to me that people treated each other that way. Yeah. And so it was an eye-opening experience and something that I've had a lot of time to think about. And I've, I've dated some people who had awful divorces mm-hmm. um, and it, it can get real nasty. And so I think it's something that we should talk about more regularly that right. you can go through a divorce and not be an asshole. You really right. don't. It's not a requirement. It's not something that it does not have to be a complete like destruction of your world. Right. I mean, it is, but it does. You don't have to add to it by the way you act yeah. in it. And um, I think people feel an obligation to be awful. That it's that it's part of it. It's ju- it just comes with a territory that you have to be awful to each other, and you just don't. Um, so that's kind of what we want to talk about tonight is, yeah, you know, the D word divorce. Do you think, (laughs) do you think that I, I almost feel like, and and again, I'm coming at from stance that I, I'm not, I've not gone through it. Mm -hmm. Um, I've just seen it like I've had a front row seat to what not to do in a divorce, Mm -hmm. I guess. Um, Do you think that I almost feel like it should be a requirement that both the adults go be in therapy as they're going through the process? Because I think what happens is that you are dealing with so much emotion and history and hurt that you just can't necessarily process it all mm-hmm. as as yourself, mm-hmm. um, by yourself. And I feel like it would be so much better to be able to walk through it with somebody, uh, you know, with a with a view that's not biased, like not your girlfriends, mm-hmm. not your parents or whatever. Like you, those are that's somebody that's going to be in your court most of the time. It's somebody that's going to be in your court, and, and you know either egging you on or or being negative on another person to make you feel better like hurt people hurt people mm-hmm. so um i almost feel like it would aid people to go through counseling while they're going through a divorce like having a divorce counselor absolutely i mean i was in therapy all the way through the separation through the divorce and for I mean, I'm freaking still in therapy. And I'm, Do you think that that helped you with yes. uh, that your relationship with your kid's dad? Absolutely. It it helped me process it. Now, therapy is a luxury. Not everybody can yeah. do it. There are options. I actually went to a um, nonprofit counseling center that worked with people who don't have insurance, and, and which at that time I, I didn't. And so it was the only way that I could was to go somewhere that would that would work with me um, financially. Right. And, you know, I did some real intensive therapy. And, you know, the reasons why I got divorced are not important. But um, and this is not 
to talk about who was to blame or not. It's nobody's business. Right. But no matter what you've, no matter the reasons you might find yourself separated in your marriage ending, there's a way to do it with grace and with um, forgiveness. And therapy definitely helped me process that and find a way to be, um, to stay, I don't know, to stay adult about it, to stay kind. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's, this is a, this is a touchy subject because some people find themselves ending their marriage because it's, it's a physically dangerous environment. And that is not right. what we're talking about tonight. That's a whole other subject. Right. Um, if you find yourself in that kind of circumstance, you know, there's seek help, the seek help, get out, you know, get somewhere safe. We're not talking about that particularly. We're talking about when the relationship doesn't work, when there's maybe a betrayal or, um, or, or insurmountable things that, you know, you both feel like you just are done. Right. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. And, um, therapy definitely helped me process that and and really it was a decision that my ex-husband and I made together to be to work together and just because we were always going to be in each other's life we have kids together yeah and we knew that that no matter what we're still going to be family because we're raising kids together yeah and um so that was a decision we made but you know as as I was prepping for this episode I did some looking some researching some statistics and um, it's it's really kind of shocking <laughs> what is happening. So, forty two to forty five percent of first marriages are going to end in divorce. Wow, sixty percent of second marriages and seventy three percent of third marriages end in divorce. Well, once you've done it once, it feels easy. Yes, like you've gone through it. You're like, oh, I'm not dealing with this again. Yes. I could see why the the percentage increases mm-hmm. with marriage. Right, uh, you know, with each marriage after that and also you keep you keep adding to the baggage that you bring into a relationship every time you get oh, married oh yeah that <laughs> carrying around this bag full of shit oh um so that and you just know that you can you can survive a divorce and so it's easier to anyway right so those are the percentages there um in the united states one divorce happens approximately every 36 seconds i mean how do they I've always wondered how they come up with that. Like, well, they look at the how many divorces are happening. Sixteen thousand eight hundred divorces a week in the U.S. Grief. So when you you know do the math that we're not going to do here, that ends up being one exactly. That was my calculator sound, by the way. This one I can believe. On average, a person spends two years thinking about divorce before they take action. I get that. You start to get angry with your spouse. Resentful. Resentful. You start ticking off the things that just tick you off. Yep. And then you just get more and more pissed off. And then every time you put them in your bag of shit, I'm done. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Put put it in that bag of shit that you carry around with you. And they leave their underwear on the floor one too many times. Yep. And you're like, that's it. I'm done. And you light all of their underwear in a blaze of glory and walk out and yes. never look back at the underwear explosion. Yep. That's what happens. I can see it happening. I mean, it, it, it almost feels like it's the little things mm-hmm. that break 
yep. you know, break the relationship. I think it's it's the not, little, do but you it think feels it's that the way. little things that wear away your resolve to deal with the big things. So you All right, you say get, that again. You think it's the the d- little things annoy you just enough to where you can't handle the big things. I think that is I think that might be a possibility for some people. Like I think that they're just like I don't want to live my life this way anymore. But I think it takes I don't know, part of me feels like part of me feels like those are the marriages that like that end like when they're, you know, 20 plus years like or like after the kids are gone or whatever, you're just you're just tired of living the same life and like you don't want to live the rest of what you've got left mm-hmm. catering to those little annoyances maybe mm-hmm. again still married very happily in love and, and don't get me wrong like we have our moments but I've never it's never been something that like just put me over the edge mm-hmm. I mean I've definitely lost my shit and you know, had temper tantrums, but I mean, and then again, he has to deal with that kind of stuff from me. Like I'm dealing with, you know, like why can't the house be picked up? I'm dealing with my own like desire for perfection and OCD and everything. He's dealing with my like neuroticism essentially. (laughs) So we want people to, we want to be patient with us. Absolutely. Oh my God. No, there, I don't think there's another man that could handle <laughs> the shitstorm that is Amanda. Sometimes it's true, and I, so I'm very grateful. Yeah. And so I try to, I try to remember that I'm a hard person to deal with. Sometimes I can give grace to you know maybe he doesn't put things away all the time, right. or maybe he focuses on like playing and having the fun more than like having to put in the work of things. Yeah. But I'm okay with that. I think that that is a very common situation in marriages. Yeah. Well, I will say like to his benefit, I'm not going to fault him for the playing because he's usually devoting the play with our kids. Mm -hmm. And it's me that needs to like relax a little, like chill the hell out and Mm -hmm. just don't worry about the mess of things. Like, again, it all comes back to everybody needs to have their ass in therapy. Yes, it helps. <laughs> it just brings back, like, it what's helps. important. Yeah. We're going to talk about that another time. We are. Um, so it helped me. So if you find yourself in this situation where your marriage is falling apart or you don't know if it's going to make it, get your ass in some kind of therapy. There are a lot of options. So go look right. for the option that works for you and find somebody to talk to you. That's a, 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 somebody that's not in the middle of it. So anyway, that helped me. But I think that what's important is, um, there's a lot of important, that was a stupid comment to make. There's a lot <laughs> of important things when you're going through a divorce. <laughs> One of them is, is deciding how to do it. Well, that's kind of a, I, that's like a, a foundation part yes. of it. And isn't it weird to let's talk about one of the worst things that could happen to you and how to do it well. I can't stand you, but gosh darn it, I want to have the most successful divorce with you. <laughs> there are no easy divorces, I will say that. Even the even the easy ones are not easy. Right. I feel like I had a relatively easy one and yet it ripped us apart. So yeah. you know, you can look at it a bunch of different ways, but um 
there are some things that you can do, some things that you can put in place if you are in a divorce or even if you're if you are already divorced but you're not handling it well and you're not acting right. right we're going to talk about what you need to do to change that okay so anyway um you know it one of the things that we did was we talked our our kids were Reagan was around 5 almost 6 and Riley was three, almost three. And um, Riley was still too young for us to have a lot of talk. We didn't talk to her really about it. But we talked to Reagan um, together. So once we decided that we were divorcing, we had we made a plan that we talked to the kids together. We prepared them. We stayed a family Um you know, we made sure that they knew that we were still a family, even though we were going to live in separate houses. And we worked really hard on that. Yeah. And, you know, it goes back to that decision to be kind, that decision to be fair, that decision to even when you are pissed or hurt or um, grieving, that you're going to be fair and, and good and, and kind. Right. And that's hard to do when you're hurting. What you want right. to do is a lash out. What you want to do is let everybody know how terrible they are. What you want to do is yeah. get them for all the money you can, you know, and just... You want to make them hurt you want to the make way them, you hurt. Absolutely. You want to make them suffer. And I get it. I really do. It's a temptation to right. lash out. Like, this is not my fault. It's your fault. So I'm going to make you pay. But in the end, that does not serve anybody. It doesn't help right. anybody. It just... Uh, it just makes things more volatile. It makes things more difficult. It's more painful for everybody involved. So, yeah, you know, I just encourage you to make a decision to not be that person, yeah. to not be that woman, to not be that man who's going to lash out. But you, for your sake, for your health and for the health of your kids, you forgive. Yeah, and you choose to be right. I mean, to be to do right by them and to be kind. So, you know, we talked to our kids together. We um, decided that we were never going to speak ill about each other in front of our kids. That is huge. Can I just say that is so important to do. You can be frustrated at your ex. Just do it in private. Go Mm -hmm. out with a girlfriend and just be like, I need to vent or whatever. Mm -hmm. Go somewhere. Go exercise. Go do something. Just don't do it in front of your kids. It makes it from my, I mean, coming from a kid that had to deal with like, people two people that were still frustrated with each other um grow when I was growing up it makes it so uncomfortable it makes the child feel like they have to be on someone's side Mm -hmm. or the other or the other parent's going to be hurt like at least from from my experience I I empathize I I feel like I empathize with people and and I I I am a people pleaser often. Mm -hmm. So like the idea that, you know, I wouldn't support one parent over the other was like the worst feeling for me. So please, like just side note, you can be frustrated. Just don't express it with your kids around. Mm -hmm. It makes it hard on your kids. Oh, yes. It's it's uh, it's painful for them. It it burdens them unnecessarily Mm -hmm. right it's not necessary 
So, you know, studies show that kids do better through a divorce if they spend equal time with each parent. If they, um, you know, where when one parent gets more time with them, they they shut them off from the other parent. It it is painful. It's hurtful. It's it's damaging to the kid. So don't do that. Yeah, you know, your kid needs. You love your children. Don't. Yep. Your kid needs their dad. Your kid needs their mom. Um, that's the way they were brought into this world, and don't rip that from them. So, right, you know that's super important when you're deciding who gets the kids when. It should be for the health of the kids, and not for what you want, mm-hmm. and not for what uh, you know the the control that you want to hold over the kids and over your ex. Don't do that. It's stupid. It's childish. Right. And it's hurtful. So um, cooperation with that spouse. That's the big thing. Cooperate with them as a co-parent. And um, communication and mediation. If you can't come to an agreement, find somebody to help you walk through that. And then let them help you. Be fair. Be um, be honest with each other and yourself. Mm-hmm. But let somebody help you figure out the way. Do you have flexibility on there as, a, as something? Flexibility, yes. Be flexible. Yes. Like, I get that the courts, you know, when courts mandate things, okay, but be flexible. Mm-hmm. Like, you're only going to make it hard on yourself, either at that point or down the road, you know, d- depending on whatever's happening. And you're also making it affect your kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, when you can't be flexible because... You want to, you know, give a jab. Mm-hmm. You're hurting your kids mm-hmm. and your ex. And who's to say that if that ex is not going to show grace mm-hmm. and and be kind, that they're not going to, you know, turn it back on you. So be mm-hmm. flexible. Like right. things happen, schedules change or whatnot. Just go with the flow and try to be encouraging and and show grace in Absolutely. those moments. Yeah. Because um, you can make an you can make an arrangement, a legal arrangement that you think will work, mm-hmm. but then you get into real life, and your kids start growing and changing, and those arrangements need to change. So, right when you stay rigid um, and don't allow space for things to happen, um, it's it's silly, right? And it makes it it just makes it difficult on yourself and all those involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what I mean when I say you're going to always co-parent with that person. Yeah. So. And things are always going to change. Mm -hmm. You may not be living in the same place anymore, but there are going to be things that happen. Like you're going to find someone else that, you know, brings joy back into your life and, you know, a a way and you're going to be in relationships and you're still going to like have to understand and you know those are still going to be things that are hard to maybe hear like that that your ex found somebody else that you know makes them happy or vice versa Mm -hmm. um there are all kinds of things that come out come out and come up in life that you just gotta be like all right let's deal with it Mm -hmm. so yep if you can find a way to view your ex-spouse as a human again and as a as a good parent, they might not be perfect, but neither are you. Mm-hmm. And find a way to have compassion on them 
and treat them the way you want them to treat you. I mean, that's the way we all grew up. That freaking golden rule, like treat somebody else the way you want to be treated. And this situation in particular is maybe the most important example of that. Right. That you might go through. It's not fair. Divorce is not fair. It's not fine. It's not comfortable. Right. um, For anybody involved. And so the way you want your ex to treat you, treat them too. And if they're not treating you well, this is a difficult thing because this relationship takes two people, Mm -hmm. right? It's, it's two sides and you can be, you can make a choice to act right. And they might not reciprocate that. Right. So then what do you do? Do you punch them back? Do you fight back with the same venom or do you stand your ground and choose to be, to be good and kind and right? Right. Um, and that's hard to do. Yeah. And I've talked to a lot of people, um, since I got divorced and my world kind of opened up and more people came into my life that were dealing with that, I saw how awful people were to each other. Mm-hmm. And as I've talked to them, they're like, but they don't treat me right. They're doing this. They're doing that. They're making these choices. And yes, that's right. But you have a choice to make regardless of what they do. Right. Are you going to be kind? Right. Are you going to be um, true to what you know is good? Are you going to be reasonable? Are mm-hmm. you going to be flexible even when they're not? Right. And and when they're not, like just setting the example, especially if you do have kids involved. Well, if you have kids involved, you're right. I love what you said. You said, you know, this relationship, it might not be a romantic relationship. You might not even be like, go, let, you know, let's all, it might not be that you hang out at every holiday together, mm-hmm. but you're in a relationship. You're in a relationship of being, you know, exes mm-hmm. with children. Mm-hmm. So be an example to your kids. Like, even if they're not considering you and, and being kind, show them, show your children what it means to, you know, be mm-hmm. kind and, you know, forgiving mm-hmm. towards somebody because that is really impactful mm-hmm. for for the kids. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, and they're, you better believe they're watching and they're, they're learning and they're how, listening to everything. Yep. They're watching and listening and they are learning how to handle relational conflict from you. Right. And if you are not giving them a good example, um, they're, they're going to struggle. They're going to struggle relationally, not just in a marriage, but they're going to struggle in their friendships because this yeah. is, this is how they learn to treat other people. That's actually something you. good for married couples who do love each other. Like they may love each other, but maybe they have terrible fights. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. in front of the just, kids. Right. Be Don't kind. Do yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't do it. Um, so, I mean, we're talking a lot of, this is, this is mostly about how to, how to divorce with kids. Um, because that's our experience, but you know, especially if your kids are younger, sudden change is hard on kids. So if you can make a plan to present to them together, give them enough time. Don't say, Hey, mommy and daddy getting divorced. We're moving tomorrow. If you can avoid it, um, give them plenty of time to process and have a plan with your ex to parent them together and let your kids see that. So as we, mm-hmm. as we've been talking about, um, and then, this is also important and this has to do with whether if you're divorcing with kids or not, but take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. 
through this process. Um, you know, you're going to struggle emotionally. You're going to struggle financially. You're going to struggle physically, probably, um, take the initiative and the time to take care of yourself, whether or not that is therapy, which we strongly encourage. Um, uh, don't go out and react poorly to this transition you're going through meaning, okay, I'm divorced. I'm going to go out and get drunk every night because right. of this thing Impulsive I'm going through reactions. To yes. Your emotions. I'm going to go have dangerous relationships because I'm going through this and need to escape. I did that and I shouldn't have. And I learned through that. Don't do that. Don't be kind to yourself. Take care of yourself. Stay healthy. Yeah. Um, so that you don't, end up in a place that you don't want to be in. Do you think that you did those things because you wanted to like punish yourself? Did you feel like you had failed? And so like, it was like, no, I think for me, it was, um, a sudden freedom that I had, you know, I had, as we've talked about on podcasts before, I had never dated. Right. I had never experienced that part of life and so I got married got was married for 13 years suddenly divorced and I'm like oh well now I'm gonna go do all the things Mm. because I never did them before um because I can right and so you know I found myself in some unnecessary relationships gotcha so a lot of people I know struggle with like I'm I couldn't make it work and nobody likes to fail at things Mm -hmm. Um, and, and admit that it just didn't work, but you, at the same time, you you can't look at it that way. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to go through a divorce, Mm -hmm. but sometimes it's necessary to make you a better person. And it's actually taken me a while to consider that viewpoint on it. Um, because I, went to counseling, uh, you know, we did premarital counseling and like divorce is not an option. Mm-hmm. And, but it is an option. It may not be the ideal or the funnest option to go through, but it is an option. And uh, I'm not, I'm not saying like, I'm not advocating divorce, but I understand that it's sometimes necessary. Mm-hmm. Like now I get it. Um, because sometimes you're not the person you're supposed to, you're not the person you're supposed to be with the person you're with. Maybe they're holding you back or maybe, and I'm not saying that it's a cop out either. Like I, I'm, I'm worried that while I'm spe- speaking this, it's coming out wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's, you're just not in the right place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, divorce happens for a lot of reasons. Some necessary, some not. Right. But you know, it's it's real tempting to point fingers and say you didn't have a good enough reason to divorce Mm -hmm. you should have stayed together that is for nobody to decide except the person who's in it yeah and it is not an easy decision no matter what and um so what we're talking about is the importance of how you handle it if you find yourself in that place yeah we're not here to say it's okay to get divorced for this reason, but not that. <laughs> if, if you, uh, goodness gracious, no. Lord, there would be place. a lot of extra divorces out there. Be yeah. like an 87% divorce rate. 
No, that's not what we're here to do. We're just if you are in it, you should you should um, do it as as uh, as well as you can. Maturely, maturely as you can. Maturely. Oh gosh, who, who says mature out there? Uh, if you I think do, my mother says mature, well, she doesn't listen, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> she can keep on saying mature. We were saying pretty much. We're not saying like. Yay for divorces, but we're saying if you're in it, there's a good way to do it and come yeah. out the other side a better yeah. person. Yep. Yeah. I want women to be, I want them to be more thoughtful about how they treat their exes. Mm-hmm. Because I, what I have seen, what I have observed is that women get real spiteful and real angry and real mean. I think a mask of the emotion comes over and that's what reacts to the exes Mm -hmm. I mean I could be full of shit right now (laughs) because I've not been in that place but I do know that when I've been hurt by Brent Mm -hmm. it's real easy for me to get spiteful and be ugly right back because I'm hurting yeah so and I'm letting my emotions tell me like i'm letting my emotions direct my Mm -hmm. actions Mm -hmm. (sighs) there's a book (laughs) called managing your emotions Mm -hmm. that i also still need to reread several times like over and over but it's a great (laughs) book um because it's just not the ideal way to live your life (laughs) by letting your emotions take control Mm -hmm. like it'll get you in a lot of trouble yeah Oh, divorce is such a big topic and one we'll probably revisit. And I think the point of this episode is just to say, think about how you're treating each other. Yeah. Even in one of the most painful set of circumstances you can find yourself in, nobody wants to get divorced. Nobody wants their marriage to end. Um, But when you find yourself there, think carefully about how you want to walk through it. Yeah, take a pause. Take a pause. How do you want to be known for that that you treat another human? How? What kind of parent do you want to be through it? What kind of kids do you want to raise through it? And Mm -hmm. every action, every decision should be based off of that. Yeah. And not off the emotion of, of, I'm hurting right now, so I'm going to fight back. Right. That is never helpful to anybody. And just, we just need to do better. Mm-hmm. We need to be kinder to each other. And we need to learn how to forgive. And that is something that we don't, we don't do well. Right. I think um, we hold on to things and we make decisions based off the the level of hurt we're feeling. Right. When we need to learn how to forgive and understand that everybody fails, everybody um does things that that aren't that aren't the the best decision and we all want to be given forgiveness and grace mm-hmm. and we should extend that to others as well and so i just encourage you if you are in the middle of a divorce or you're post divorce mm-hmm. and even if you've screwed it all up and you've made poor choices and you've been handling it poorly you can change that right you can call up that ex and say, I'm sorry that I've been an asshole. I'm sorry that I have treated you this way. Um, you don't deserve that. Even if they did all kinds of awful things. Right. It's not about that. 
It's about what you're choosing to do right now today to extend grace to that person Mm -hmm. and show your kids and show, even if you don't have kids, to show that person that you were once married to, that you once loved, that you can be kind and you can forgive. Mm -hmm. And so that's my encouragement to everybody is be kind. Love even when it's someone that is unlovable because we all want that for ourselves. Absolutely. I like these. Mm-hmm. I like all these things. This is good. Yeah. It's hard. Hard, but good. But so. very encouraging, I feel like. It is a, it is obtainable. Mm-hmm. You're doing it. You're living it. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure you have your challenging moments in even when you're doing it. Absolutely. But I'm sure it's so much more manageable and livable like you feel like I I don't know I just feel like I'm sure that you I don't know how do you feel (laughs) well I mean I've had people I've been divorced for a number of years now and I've lost count of how many people have said to me and to my ex-husband how do y'all do it Mm -hmm. y'all are doing it so well you're you are I don't, you don't, we don't see people who get divorced and raise kids like you do. How, how do you do it? And I've lost count of how many people have said that to me. And it's not like we're going out and giving out pamphlets on how we divorced, but we're living that out in front of other people and especially how we parent our kids together. And people have been shocked. Like I could never do that. I, or people who are divorced and I could never, I could never have that kind of friendship or relationship you can, with if you're yes, willing absolutely you can it is a decision that you make right it is not something that is just handed to you on a silver platter you get to have a good divorce right you had to work your asses off absolutely to have that yep you know amicable relationship yeah it's not just something that was like a you know we just happened to be okay mm-hmm. hell you no. weren't okay we were not okay but we chose to treat each other well and to parent well. And everybody can do that. Mm-hmm. Everybody can get up every day and make a decision to be a good parent and to be a good human, to be a good partner. Partner right. in the sense of partnering to raise these kids. We're not right marriage partners anymore. That obviously changed. Um, but your parent partners... Forever, as long as we have kids on this earth, we're yeah. going to be family. And I'm just telling you, it it is as simple as a decision that you make. Mm-hmm. And as many people that have that have registered their shock and awe of how Don and I have done it, and now how his new wife and my new husband are doing it together, mm-hmm. um, it is a decision. That it is as simple as that. It's not some magic pill or some, you know, light that appeared in the darkness and shone down on our, I don't know what I'm saying right now, but. Jason Momoa and Lenny Kravitz are doing it. I mean. Because they were both married to Lisa. You got to do it. I mean. You got to decide. They getting it done too. Yep. It can be done. It can. So if you have questions, um. If you have, if you think I'm stupid and want to argue with me, um, I will not engage. But if you have questions, 
Um, and really are, and if you're struggling and want to, to ask me a specific question, I don't have all the answers, but I would be absolutely willing to answer some things if I can, um, or point you in the right direction, because I think it's so important. So DM us, you can email us, email me specifically, um, at hello at the ladybitspodcast.com. Um, and I'd be happy to help if I can. So Awesome. I can just point you to some good therapists. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Uh, Therapy. Good old therapy saved my life. For sure. All right. Well, (sighs) on that dark, deep. It's not dark. Well, it's deep. Deep. Difficult. Deep, difficult, undelightful topic. (laughs) We say goodbye. Bye-bye. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to follow us on all the socials. We are The Lady Bits Podcast on all platforms. The Lady Bits Podcast is created and produced by me, Amanda Holloman, and Abby McGee. It is recorded in Wilmington, North Carolina. Our sound engineer and graphic designer is my hot husband, Brent. Web design and music contributions are by Abby's also hot husband, Todd. The theme music is recorded by us and our very hot husbands. Special thanks to Beta Radio for the use of their recording studio and to Millie Holloman for the images that can be found on our website and social feeds. You can find us at theladybitspodcast.com. I... My anxiety over that topic, like I have peeled all the paper <laughs> off of my beer bottle. <laughs> oh, I thought I it was so, like, it was very encouraging. Good. I thought it was really, like, I think I'm sure there are a lot of people that need to hear that. I'm going to send it anonymously to lots of very specific people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to create a fake email and email it to the people that I'm Hey, girl, just thought you could hear this. <laughs> thought this would come in handy in your life mm-hmm. and make my life better too. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, man. That was 47 minutes. That's not bad. I mean, that's that's that was a lot to cover. Stopping now. <laughs>